0: Bible, open up to Proverbs 13. We're in the middle, no, we're not in the middle. We're starting a series called Friends and Family. And so for the next three weeks, that's what we're gonna talk about. And tonight, here's the deal. Don't miss what God has in store for you as a friend. Sometimes when people are preaching and we hear messages, we can be like, man, I hope that Johnny is listening. I hope Becky heard that because they needed to. Tonight, this is about you. This is about you, and I'm going to need you to really focus. I know it's hard for the ADD folks of the world, myself, to listen to somebody while they're sitting, but I'm not going to stand because I'm not. So focus. Proverbs 13 says this, walk with the wise and become wise. Walk with the wise and become wise. For a companion of fools suffers harm. Show me your friends and I'm gonna show you your future. It's a great quote I heard a guy named Craig Rochelle say and I love it. Show me your friends and I'm gonna show you your future. Who you hang out with is who you are going to become. Show me your friends and show me your future. When I, when, whenever I got into trouble in high school and in junior high and in college, I was never alone. Like very rarely was I ever alone when I got in trouble, so a few of the, uh, I never like did really bad things, but I was kinda into vandalism, okay, while I was growing up. This isn't a good thing, like, like, like don't be like, oh, well, Michael does it, so I can do it. No, okay, it's not why I'm telling you, all right? So I used to steal, not that anybody would do this, no, I'm, I just need to get this out in the open, if you judge me, I can't believe you're a pastor, me either, really, um, but I used to steal yard signs, like the ones that say, uh, the ones that say, hey, I'm a football player, or hey, I'm in the band, or hey, I'm in the drill team, or hey, I'm in the boom. Anybody else with me here? You, you're doing that. You're into that. Anybody? Ha ha! all We got you on camera. We're coming for you tonight. Um, so I used to, my friends and I were like bored, okay, because we didn't really get invited to cool parties. We didn't do drugs. We didn't do anything. Uh, we went to church. And and so we're like, let's go steal yard signs. It's a great idea. And so we would do that. One night, we loaded up like probably 25, but it seemed like hundreds. And we went and we put them in the principal's backyard. (laughs) I've never told that until right now. Oh, great. Oh, anyways. But uh, we got in a lot of trouble for that. That was another time that I was um, suspended from from school. Can't tell you the other time right now. But also what we would do is we would drive around because it's what you do in Dallas, Texas, and we'd find basketball goals, and we, um, we couldn't grab the rim, obviously, uh, and so we would grab the nets of these basketball goals, grab the rims, and just start hanging, and then bam, and then they'd break, and then we'd get in our car and leave. What is wrong with us? That? like that's so bad. Like it's probably some sweet four-year-old's goal that we broke, it's so sad, and uh, we got a lot of trouble for that too. Uh, you can't do that anymore because there's things called cameras, at everybody's house and they'll catch you. But think about that for a second. I was never alone when I was doing those things. Who you are with is who is gonna shape you. Most of the time, it can be really good for the people that you're hanging out with. Because for me, I've got a lot of great stories of hanging out with people and it was for the better. And God did great stuff or really cool things happen. You know, when, when you're with people enough, you sometimes start taking on the different ways that they act or the different ways that they, they talk. <laughs> I, I, don't, I don't know if you do that, but like you're like all of a sudden, um, like for me, I got this approved by Kel Sharp, by the way, who is the guy right here. Um, Sometimes, I don't know why I do this, but I'll be hanging out with Kale and some of his friends, and all of a sudden, I'm like, yo, what's up, my man? And he's like, Michael, you are, you are white. <laughs> why are you talking? Why, why are you talking? Man, I don't know, bro. What's up, yo? He's like, what? what happened? I don't know why that happened. And I know I'm not the only white person that struggles with that, okay? All right? All of a sudden, you're like, what? Where did that come from? What happened? Or, or <laughs> But we start to act like, we start to talk like, we start to dress like. Like in my office, all these people up here, they're all really fancy and they all dress really cool. Okay, not me. I wear a black shirt with a pocket, all right? Jeans and old school Adidas I've had since 83, all right? And these people are in like a competition with Meredith to have the coolest shoes, have the biggest rips in their jeans, and to look really cool. Look. I lost, I tried, I shop at Kohl's, I'm not gonna win, okay? It's over, I've given it my all and they just make fun of me and that's cool, all right? Grandpa will allow the kids to go and dress however they want, but we start to dress like each other, we try to look like each other, that just happens with our friends. Sometimes, I know for me growing up, I would hang out with people and they're cussing, I didn't really cuss and then all of a sudden I start cussing, like what in the world? Where did that come from? You show me your friends, I'm going to show you your future. Right now, can you list your top, and I don't need an answer, I just want you to think about this, can you list your top four friends, like like old school MySpace stuff, like can you list your top four friends, I'm, I'm going I'm to tell you my top four friends, and there's people watching this on the internets, and people are going to be upset, but I'm going to tell you right now who my top four friends in life are. Here they are, in no particular order. A guy named Zach Henderson, all right? A guy named Landon Freeman. Don't cheer for people that leave. But he's top four. A guy named Troy Morin. And a girl named Jenny from Atlanta. You know... You know Jenny from Atlanta. (laughs) These are my top four friends. Here's why. Here's why. Because yesterday I was on uh, a highway, 45, I-45, going north to Carolina Creek to look for, to to look at sixth grade camp and check it out with a great friend of mine, not top four, Ryan Herzog. (laughs) He was driving his vehicle, very nice Nissan truck, and it ran out of gas. Like we're talking about who knows what. Because I don't remember, it was a great conversation. Then you hear, <clears> that's <throat> <coughs> no, not Ryan, that's the truck. And he's like, <laughs> hey, I'm, hey, I'm like, pull over. And it is, it is on this massive, like, there's everything going on, all these things going on. And I'm like, I'm going to die with, like, like, that is like my worst nightmare, dying with Herzog, all right? <laughs> and so, so we're, we, we pull over, we're on the thing. And and what do you do when you're a moment like that? You take a picture of it, okay, and you put it on Instagram because you need help. And so I put a picture of his truck, bam, and it said help. Okay, in an hour, six hundred and three people looked at that. Four people said, "Can I help you?" <laughs> Including Jenny from Atlanta, <laughs> Kale Sharp. Saw it, didn't even call. (laughs) Didn't even care. (laughs) Like, ah, that'll be all right. There's others of you in here too that I've known for a long time and I know you looked at it because I saw. I didn't make best friend day for anybody. It hurts, national best friend, dumb day. And I was stranded on the side of the road and you didn't come, but these four people reached out and said, do you need help? Even Jenny from Atlanta. These are my top. These are my top four friends, but in real life, do you have four friends right now in your life that you could pick up the phone and you would call them and they would actually answer? I don't need feedback. I want you to think about this. Girls, do you have four friends in your life right now that you could call and then they would answer no matter what time? no matter what's going on? And then with that, are you that type of friend? Because the truth is, there is a real thing that happen, that is happening right now in our world where people are afraid to answer the phone. They would rather text and say, I'll get back to you because it's a control thing. Let me teach you something. Instead of talking on the phone, we would rather text because we wanna gain control of the conversation because it's easier for you if they ask you something or they say something or they're upset with you, to think about it and text versus answering the phone when they call. And look, I'm not saying it's a bad thing, but that's why I'm talking today. Because I wanna talk about being a real friend, not a friend on social media, not someone that just has followers and likes and all those things, but a real life friend. Do you have four four people in your life that when you would call them, they would answer the phone? And are you that friend? And the truth is, I think that what we're finding out is that it's uncomfortable to answer the phone and talk to people, and then we find it uncomfortable to talk to God. Because we're so used to texting, we're so used to doing social media, we're so used to replying and doing all those things that we don't actually have real conversations with our Father. And so tonight I hope that we all can learn together of how to be a real friend. And so Hebrews 10 says this. It says, Let us hold unswervingly, if you're taking notes, and a lot of you are, underline that word unswervingly, to the hope that we profess. For he who promised is faithful. And let us consider how we may spur one another on toward love and good deeds, not giving up meeting together, as some are in the habit of doing but encourage one another and all the more as you see the day approaching. So I'm gonna give you two ways that we can be a real life friend, like a real friend. Number one, be 100% present, be 100% there. That's how you be a real friend. Notice it says unswervingly. When I think about that, I think about driving and not many of you can drive, some of you can, but you've actually been in a car in traffic because you live in Houston. Some of you passed me on 45, like, there's Michael. (laughs) Rude. You, you know when the lanes are all, like, like you're in traffic, but you feel like your lane is the slowest, right? And you're like, well, that one's going faster. And what do you do? Yep, you get in that lane. Then all of a sudden, this lane's going fast. like, man, you know, whoop, whoop get in this lane. And then this lane's going faster. Okay, that's called swerving in and out, okay? Right here, he says, or she, whoever wrote Hebrews, says, be unswervingly Let us hold hold unswervingly to the hope that we profess. That means hang on to Jesus. Stop going in and out all the time in our walk with the Lord. And that happens when we have the wrong friends. That happens when we don't have real friends. We're constantly swerving. It says, let us hold unswervingly. And then it says, let us consider how we may spur one another on toward love and good deeds. How do we do that? Verse 24 It asks the question, how do we do that? Verse 25 gives the answer. Meet together. Hang out together. Not on FaceTime, not on texting. Actually meeting together. Like physically, that word right there, meet together, means to meet physically for spiritual needs. Do you have four friends that you can go to and that you can talk to about spiritual things? Do you have four friends that, You can say, man, how can I pray for you? Do you have four friends that you know how to pray for them? Because that's a real friend. Not someone who you follow on Instagram and you like their stuff. Not someone who is just kind of out there and you don't even really know this person, but a real friend. Do you have four friends? Some of y'all are like, man, am I that friend? Like you're getting a little nervous right now. Do you have four friends that you know how you can pray for them? It says not giving up meeting together in verse 25 as some are in the habit of doing. We are most likely going to text our problems to our friends than talk to them face-to-face. How do I know that? It's because I polled five teenagers today and that's exactly what they told me is that it's easier to text our problems versus have the face-to-face conversation. Now, is that bad? That's not bad. Understand? I, please understand. I'm not saying any of this is bad, but I am saying we need to work on a few things as a culture because our cell phones are killing our friendships because if you can't think of those four people, then I would say you really need to work on being a better friend. It is most likely that we're going to text our issues rather then talk about them. Again, how's your conversation going with God? Because I don't know if you can text. I don't have his number. I mean, it'd be awesome. Hey, God, what's up? Hey, by the way, this is coming up. You're gonna get stuck on, on the highway with Ryan Herzog. Don't get in the truck. Yes, sir. Thank you. Good looking out. But because we text so much and we use our phones so much, we sometimes miss that opportunity to talk to the Father. You know, something that that really I have noticed in my life recently is when someone says, I'm going to pray for you, and they actually pray for me. On the last day of junior high beach retreat, I had had something kind of hard go on in my life, and there were people that were there that actually came and like hugged me and prayed for me there's a guy right over here who is truly probably one of my top four friends who just came over here and put his arms around me and prayed for me, who prays for me every single Wednesday, constantly praying. And I think whenever we say, hey, you know, someone, maybe one of those four friends says, hey, will you pray for me for whatever? And you say, I got you. And then you go and you forget because you're playing Fortnite. Not that that's a bad thing, but how about this? Before you go and do whatever that is, How about when that person says, will you pray for me? Instead of texting, praying, gotcha, check mark, thumbs up, whatever that is, because you're just doing what you do for everything else. Why don't you actually call them and say, let's pray. You want to change someone's life? Do that. You want to be a real friend? Do that. Or even when they don't need prayer, you call them on the phone and they actually pick up. Put it to test tonight. When you get in your car and you're going home, just call four people, see if they answer. And when they do, say, hey, John, I wanna pray for you. You're like, bro, what, you're, this is weird, bro, I know, but just go with it, shut up. <laughs> Father, you come to you. I thank you for John, lift him up to you, amen. Okay, I gotta go, back. <laughs> do it. Do it. You wanna be a real friend? That's what it's about. When someone physically doesn't just say, hey, I, I got you, no, that's, that's cool, I get it, I understand. But also, it means so much more to those people, whoever that may be, when you, when you can physically be with them and say, hey, let's pray, or when you can call them on the phone and say, hey, I wanna pray for you. When you make others a priority around you versus the devices you're on, it will change our world. You wanna change the world? You seriously wanna change the world and you wanna be different? Look up. Not like this, like, ha ha! This isn't working, Michael, I'm... I just got hit by a car on 40, five. No, stop looking down everywhere you go. And hey, I'm I'm with you, I'm with you. But when you go to places, put your phone away and just look people in the eye and say, hi. They're gonna be like, it freaks people out, but it's so fun. Because our culture isn't used to it. Not just teenagers, adults too. By the way, adults, if you're watching this, your teenager is curious why you tell them not to be on their phone because you're on your phone way more than they are. That's real life. I don't know why you're cheering. I don't know why you're cheering. I I would respect your parents 100%, but I'm just letting you know. I'm just letting you know The truth is, if you want to change the world, you want to change a culture, you want to change things for Christ, you you want to look different than everybody else, look up and say hi to people. Actually have a conversation with them. Actually be like, man, how's it going? They're like, guys, it will freak them out and then it opens up an opportunity for you to tell them about Jesus. You want to be a real friend? Look up. Part two, number two, you want to be a real friend is to be vulnerable, Be vulnerable, and this is something that is very hard for anybody to do, is to be vulnerable. The word vulnerable means be open. The word vulnerable means be real with yourself. You wanna be a real friend? Let people know that you struggle. Do you have four friends in your life right now that you could go to, call on the phone, face-to-face, hang out at McDonald's, do whatever. And if you were to tell them, hey, I just want you to know I'm struggling with whatever it is, they're not gonna text that to somebody else and be like, man, Bobby is struggling with, boom. Do you have that in your life? Do you have a real friend that you can go to at this moment and say, I am struggling with whatever that may be? And they can keep that to themselves and they can pray for you on the spot. Do you have, a friend, do you have one friend that can do that? The honest truth is you probably don't because, because you have not become vulnerable, because they are wanting to trust you as well. When you say, hey, I just want you to know I struggle with whatever, they then are very encouraged because they realize that you are real and you have some struggles and you have some issues. When I have said from the stage before that I go to counseling once a month and I kind of make fun of it and I laugh at myself and and, and and that's okay, but because of those conversations, because I've said some things from this stage that I have struggled with because I am a real person, it has opened up so many amazing things for so many teenagers in the room to say, hey, can we talk about that? There's five of you right now that I know the counselor that you're seeing because I have helped you go and talk to that person because I was vulnerable. Are you vulnerable with your friends? Are you vulnerable? You want to be a real friend? It's time to stop hiding everything that you're dealing with and open up and say, hey, hey, here's the deal. I need help with this. Can, Can we pray about that? Do you have a friend that you can go to to do that? Because when you do that, it says right here, it says encourage one another. You know, we're not really a culture that encourages people. like, man, you look nice today. Hey, way to go on this. You are so amazing. You are awesome. We're more of a culture that we look at stuff on Instagram or whatever it is that we're looking at, or we see people and we make fun of them either in our head to other people. We write rude comments. We do a lot of stuff. We unfriend. We do all these things. We're not really an encouraging type people sometimes. We're just some sarcastic jerks that are rude. I'm in that boat and it's not always good. At, it's never good. But you want to encourage somebody? Stop acting like everything is great. Stop acting like your, your Instagram account is really what's happening in your life because it's not. You may have taken that awesome picture of you doing whatever and then this awesome picture, but, but really what's been happening between those snaps is real life. Why don't we start showing that? Why don't we start showing really what's going on in your life? You want want people to follow you? You wanna get more followers in life? Be real, be real. You wanna be a real friend? Open up, and I know that is so hard. I know that's something we don't talk about. It's something we just don't say. Because people aren't willing to say that, I am. I am not a perfect person. I make a lot of mistakes and a lot of people don't like me. I'm okay with that. I wanna be vulnerable. I wanna be real to you. So hopefully you can go and be real to others. And notice it says we get out of meeting together. In verse 25, I don't wanna miss this. I kind of went over it real fast. Verse 25 says, don't give up meeting together as some are in the habit of doing Meeting together, it has become a habit of us being on our devices and doing other things. These have become a habit to us. Let's kill that habit and let's meet together with people. Start saying, hey, I want to meet with you, not just texting and have that and all, but really meet face to face with people. And then what he's talking about right here is actually church don't give up meeting together. Some are in the habit of doing. And by the way, I'm so impressed with this crowd tonight, all of you that showed up in the middle of summer. It makes me so excited for what's coming when school is back in, because you are in the habit of meeting together. And when you're in the habit of meeting together, we're going to grow together. But when we're in the lobbies and we're hanging out, we're doing stuff here. Hey, let's have real conversations every now and then be like, hey, seriously, how are you doing? And you can say, instead of great, man, everything's awesome. No. Honestly, it's really hard right now. I'm going through it. Things are happening. And then what do you say to that friend? I'm gonna pray for you. I wanna pray for you. And you do it right there. Being a real friend, doing face to face, being in front of people. You know, it's interesting that Jesus thought that was really important too. God thought it was important to send his son down to earth and have a real conversation and really be in front of people. So much so that he came down to earth and he was walking with people and had face-to-face conversations and did miracles so that people could see that happening. So much so that he loved us so much. He came to earth, had real conversations, really walked on this earth, and then he went to a cross. And he died on that cross so that all of our sins could be washed away. And then three days later, he rose again to give us a new life in him if we have a relationship with him. And right now, there are some of you in this room that you need that relationship with Jesus Christ. That one relationship with him will change all of these other relationships. Because when you find those four friends, I'm gonna encourage you right now, if you have four friends, I would encourage you that, man, those four friends need to love the Lord like crazy. And they have been praying for you and they have invited you and they want you here tonight to hear this moment right now and they want you to accept Christ into your heart because they love you. And tonight, I wanna give you all that opportunity. So with no one looking around.